Are you ready, Kylan? Are you strapped in? I am strapped in, ready for takeoff. <laughs> I'm so excited, Terry. I'm strapped in myself here in the host chair in our beautiful studios right here on Monument Circle. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous day. I know there's a lot of, a lot of sad news out there, and we will certainly keep you updated on everything. In fact, I think we're going to try to check in with the Red Cross, the Indiana volunteers that are in Florida. It's been tough getting a hold of anybody, and I want everybody just to be able to do their work and not spend a lot of time with me. But um, we might check in with Susie Dietrich in just a little bit, just see where they are and, and what their what their plan is for the day uh, as we continue to watch the recovery uh, efforts in uh, Florida. Oh, my gosh, it's been just devastating. Uh, I said it yesterday on the Home and Garden Show. So many of us, it's a second home. It is where we vacation, even if we don't even own anything down there. It's it's certainly a place, uh, particularly Fort Myers. I know we always run into people from Indiana when we're uh, in Fort Myers, and uh, it's just gone. It's gone. The place we stayed, the Tiki Hut, year after year, this little older, you know, six or eight, condominium complex just a few stories tall right on the beach it's just gone i had only been to florida once in my life just this last spring break and i went and then i got pictures of the beach that we went and watched the sunset off of just last week completely destroyed there's no sand there's the beach house we were sitting at all like the first floor is taken out it's just so sad it Mm -hmm. is just so sad and it's going to take a long long time and uh maybe we'll and we're also going to talk to jeff cardwell too because people helping people network they're going to take a big load of stuff down to florida midweek and you'll hear from jeff cardwell of cardwell do it best down on madison avenue and he along with impd their motorcycle uh drill team are going to be doing this. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, too. But I do want to get to our first guest because, Kylan, it is time for the 31st International Heartland Film Festival. Am I right? Yay! Yes. Is it right around the corner? It's right around the corner, starting this week. Tell me you uh, brought us a, a filmmaker. I do. I have do two it. filmmakers for us. Okay. During this whole first day segment, we have the first one coming up right now, and then we'll have another one next hour. So be sure to stay tuned for all of these conversations. Great, wonderful, creative people right here in Indianapolis. The Heartland Film Festival does get started October 6th, which is this Thursday, and it goes all the way until the 16th. There's 10 different world premieres, 18 special presentations, Q&A sessions with the filmmakers, 100-plus independent mm-hmm. films, and five different venues. A whole lot going on. Oh, and now <laughs> I'm just so excited for it. What's we- Are you going to faint? Not on air. Maybe afterwards. Who do you have with us today? We have director of It Happened One Weekend, Zach Cooper. Zach, thanks for taking part of your Sunday to be here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are so happy that you are able to be here. Can you tell us about your film, It Happened One Weekend? Yes, so the film is a romantic comedy shot in black and white about two friends who uh, they find themselves single on the same weekend and they spend the whole weekend hanging out and some feelings for each other rise and they have to decide they follow those feelings or just stay friends. It's in black and white. I love that you chose black and white. Why did you do that? Well, because I think black and white is more romantic and, and for the characters, it feels like romance is just around the corner. So I wanted that to come across to the audience as well. I love it. 
I got to watch this film as part of um, a previous film festival that you had it in earlier just in the summer and so I'm trying not to give any spoilers but this film was fully filmed only in Indianapolis is that correct? That is correct yeah fully in Indianapolis a lot of it on the Near East side where I live so it's one of my favorite cities to film in. Zach you said you're you're, you're living here on the north, near northeast side where'd you go to high school? Uh, so um, I've been in Indianapolis for the past six years but I grew up mostly in Kentucky. Oh did you? Okay what brought you mm-hmm. here? School? No, I had some friends here, and I decided to give it a try. I had nothing else going on, and I've been here ever since. I love it that you stayed here. That mm-hmm. you stayed here, and you made a film. Yeah, and you make Indianapolis look so beautiful. It is beautiful. It is. <laughs> and he he showcases it so well, Terry. Zach, where was the best place that you filmed? Where was your favorite place to be? Oh, that's a good question. Um it might sound a little bit basic, but it's very fun to film at the canal because it's just very open mm-hmm. and you ha- you can find a lot of fun angles. So that's fun. But then also got to film in some of my favorite coffee shops and bars. So that's not a great answer because it's named like three places. But it's just fun to, <laughs> to get to feature some of your favorite places on film. Absolutely. Are you doing? Are you already working on another film, or do you just continue to find stuff to do, or are you done with filmmaking now? <laughs> no, I'm hopefully not done with filmmaking. Okay. Uh, I'm slowly working on some other things, but but nothing's really going on right now. Just uh, we just finished this film right before we played in June at the Indie Film Fest, and so I'm just trying to take it around and show it to people. Yeah, this is your first feature film that you've made, correct? Correct. And what what inspired you to take on this big project of doing this rom com? Well, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I think most filmmakers want to make stuff in the in the feature length. Um, format and so it just kind of felt time you know one of my friends that I shot the movie with he was having a baby so it kind of felt very existential you know life was changing so like okay we gotta we gotta make the big jump and and do what we've always wanted to do you know a film festival Heartland Film Festival is really one of the best it truly Mm -hmm. is so to be selected to be in this film festival it probably means a great deal to you and can mean positive things as you go forward yeah, it's super exciting. And any chance you get to show your film on the big screen, yeah. especially as an indie filmmaker, it's such a such like a delight. And, and uh, especially in your hometown, you know, it's it never gets old. Sure, absolutely. So, is, is anybody that's thinking about doing a film like you're doing, give us the real cost of something like this and to film here? Because are we giving you tax breaks yet on for to filmmakers? Well, tax breaks just were announced in July, and I'm going to be honest, I need to do a lot of research to understand it. Yeah, it's probably um, so pretty complicated. I won't I mean, go into details because I, right. yeah, I would just confuse people. But, uh, I mean, honestly, we did it at such a low-budget level. It was calling in favors, people working for free or cheap. Um, yeah. That's just kind of what you got to do when you get started. It absolutely is. I, that's why I was wondering, you know, in this day and age, is it we can, because so many people can do the like an indie shorts, the indie shorts mm-hmm. film festival. You can do it on your phone, right? I mean, technology mm-hmm. on your phone has gotten so good that you could really probably put together a film on your phone, right? Yeah, for sure, and, and people do. Yeah, and things are things are cheaper, but then you know, it's people are expensive, and so you just got to figure out what method you can make work and what everyone else feels like is fair, so yeah. no one's feeling taken advantage of. Right. With this being one of your first ones, what was one of the biggest struggles that you ran into? 
Well, we were originally going to shoot before the pandemic, so that delayed it by oh. like a year and a half. Um, that was like our first big hurdle, but it turned out for the best because it it gave us more time. Honestly, it was just it was just experiencing this long of a shoot for the first time. We had a very small crew, so we didn't really have any room for error. So anything that went wrong, we just had to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there aren't any room for errors, but you guys still made it through and took it to all these film festivals. This is so wonderful. Did you think whenever you were growing up that you were going to be a filmmaker? That is what I wanted to be. Yeah, really? I didn't know how I was going to do it, but that, yeah, when I've always wanted to be a filmmaker. And what kind of films did you like watching when you were younger? Oh, I definitely didn't think I'd be making rom-coms, that's for sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I was just like, love I was them. not a... Yeah, I thought I'd be making, like, Jurassic Park, you know, 9 or something like that. (laughs) You still can. There's still time for you. There's still time. Uh, We just want to let everybody know heartlandfilm.org to start taking a look at what you can see and how you get your tickets and those those locations. Heartlandfilm.org. And if you're new to our area, this is really one you need to take advantage of because there's films of all different kinds, and I think you're going to love it. Uh, Kylan, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it it really is. Okay. There's a lot of different things to take advantage of, both with the world premieres, but then getting to see these Indiana filmmakers like Zach Cooper, this director of It Happened One Weekend. Zach, is there anything else that viewers should know going into this movie? Um, no, I don't think so. I think just uh, hopefully you have a good time and, and hopefully even though it's the black and white rom-com, hopefully there's still some surprises in there for you. You are doing a Q&A session, though after one of the screenings isn't that correct yes that is correct there are two in-person screenings and i will be there for both of them oh and where are the, what are those dates so those dates are saturday october 8th at five fifteen, and then the next one is sunday october 9th at two forty-five. and they will also be playing virtually from the 6th to the 16th fantastic through the 16th okay and the location do you know what venue you'll be uh, the show will be shown the movie yeah, on, on Saturday, it's at the Living Room Theater, which oh, is, like, right off of Mass Ave. And then one. Sunday, yeah, it is. And then Sunday, it is at the Glendale Landmark Theater 12. Okay. Mm. Oh, two good places. I love, 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 love the Living Room. So intimate. So cool. You can have popcorn in a china dish. It's mm-hmm. great. I love it. Hey, Zach, thank you. We're really uh, we're really excited for you. And congratulations on getting this film done. And, and we just wish you the best and much success. Thank you very much. Thank you. Guys, go out and see it. Honestly, go to heartlandfilm.org. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. Terry, guess what? It's It's October. October. She loves October. I do, too. I like October. I like spooky. And we're going to start doing some spooky stories next week. Haunted Indiana. So we brought Parker, Parker in here, Parker from the newsroom. You know him, you love him. The resident October and Halloween <laughs> yeah. aficionado. Are you? Oh, I love it this season. It's uh, perfect. It because the the leaves are changing, and I get an excuse to watch a bunch of spooky movies, yeah. like what's playing right now, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. It. <laughs> spooky, spooky, scary stories, or do you even like like spooky, scary? Not even spooky, but scary documentaries like Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh no, I'm a total not that lamp. you're not you're not I, there. No, horror and, and gore, I, I can't stand. No, but you but like, like creepy, you know, silly stuff. I love it. Okay, well, I do too. Okay, go well, ahead, Kylan. So Terry, this man has a little Halloween, I guess October tradition. Can oh? you tell us about it? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. So I love watching um, throughout the whole month of October uh, stop motion animation movies. So, well, like for example, well, actually, last night I just watched Coraline, which is a wonderful movie, a little okay. spooky. All right. Give us some reviews for people that might not know that oh, it's a movie about this little girl who is moving into a new home and she discovers a whole nother world in that in a new house with a other mother who's just like her own mom but very creepy uh, okay has like you know needles for hands it's really it's very strange but it's a kid but this movie. is your tradition you yeah. like this kind of stuff and you start watching it immediately oh well, as I mean, soon as it turns out why not yeah i love it last night we watched and we're, i'm gonna get back to what you watched but last night there was a film that I had not seen since I was truly, um, oh, you know, maybe 12, 13. And this film is called Trilogy of Terror. And this is about, it's a three, look at Kylan's face. Yeah, I'm kind of scared. It's it's a three-part series. I had truly not seen it, so it was really scary when I was a kid. And we watched it at my grandma and grandpa's cabin in the woods, and it was even scarier. And I probably was too young to even be watching it because it, it terrorized me. And I never I never woods? watched it again. But it was back on last night on um, Sven Gulli, who's on <laughs> MeTV. He's like one of these crazy hosts, you know, that's all dressed up like a vampire or something and hosts these old movies and I love them just like you like your thing I like these old old movies and this is about a, a, a voodoo doll that comes to life and he's got the knife and he's you know yeah, 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 you know he's chasing after Karen Black and jumping on her neck and taking bites out of her neck and he's oh you know God. just all a three foot tall and she and he he comes to life and uh he's he's it's terrifying and even watching it last night it was still you know for the first time she throws it in the oven i mean she tries to she tries to drown it she tries to everything she can uh to to get rid of this thing i want spoilers. So good. Oh, that would that would creep me Trilogy out. Trilogy of terror. Me for life. You younger, you younger guys. You need to be. This is a good one for you. If you do like scary, this is just kind of fun and scary at the same time. Trilogy of terror, nineteen seventy five. Okay, back to Parker. Well, I watched Coraline as a kid just once, and I could never go back to it. So being able to watch it every single year, kudos to you, Parker. Be really it's, good. it's terrifying. It's marketed as a kids' film. But I mean, no. even as a grown-up, I'll watch it. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, I'll take a note on that one. Give us another one. Oh, uh, I mean, anything by that whole studio. Uh, the studio's name is Leica. There's another one which is Halloween-centric called Paranorman. Oh, Paranorman. That one's cute. Mm-hmm. It's about a little boy that can, like, I believe, talk to ghosts. Yeah, he and... can see him and talk to him and becomes friends with them. Is it scary? No, it's it's cute. Needle mm. fingers. No, <laughs> no, none of that. <laughs> Lots of talking with dead people, though, so okay. it gets a little creepy. Well, you know, this is good for families. If it, So this is age-appropriate if you've got younger kids, yeah. right? Uh, okay, give us one more. Oh, um, Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. Oh. Classic. Although yeah. although it's debatable if that's a Christmas movie yeah. or a Halloween movie. Yeah. Depending on who you talk to, it changes. It but. was smart, smartly made because it could mm-hmm. go either direction mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. both holidays. Watch okay. it both months. Yeah. Okay, yeah, watch it both months. Okay, anything else you do that's kind of fun, tradition-wise, since you love this time of year? Oh, just watching lots of really terrible movies. Do you do the haunted houses or haunted hayrides? I've done a couple before in my life, and I will never go back again. (laughs) I've gotten (laughs) my So just keep it in the screen. (laughs) I'm very, uh, I I get scared very easily, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) 
Sometimes I look over at him and he won't even look at me because he's so scared of me. <laughs> yeah, Stacey you old witch. Terrifies me. Yeah. I terrify him every time. You see him just like, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. Hey, Parker, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate me. you coming in. You know, always feel free to come in here and enjoy some time with us. Tell us what you're doing. We like having you. It's a wonderful start to the Sunday. Thank you. All right, we'll hear from Tucker here. Tucker. No, oh, not Tucker no. Carlson, please. No. <laughs> Parker. Thank you. Go. Get out. It's 1027. The Indianapolis Cultural Trail is hosting their third annual fall plant sale. And and joining us now is Ethan Hochstein. He is the director of horticulture and landscape. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Yes. Plants are getting <laughs> set up just fine and beautiful weather. So tell us about the event. Absolutely. So you can buy, um, we'll have finished container plants, uh, per, all perennials, all plants you can find along the eight miles of the Indianapolis Cultural Trail, Legacy of Jane Marilyn Glick. And we will be here. So we're just selling stuff that's basically very hard to kill. If you're surviving on the cultural trail as a plant, <laughs> you're, you're pretty tough. So for those who are kind of nervous about, you know, gardening, we've, we've curated that list down and should have about a thousand plants. And, and hopefully there's something to choose from, 50 varieties. So we try and get a range of sun, shade, uh, dry, wet, tell a little something for everybody. What, what are some of those plants? Yeah, so the, all perennials. Um, we don't. We um, no no annuals will be here, but uh, we have some beautiful uh, purple asters that are in bloom right now. Uh, we have cone flowers that are in bloom. We have some hydrangeas. Um, a lot of kind of Midwest prairie natives. And let's see what else. We've got some bulbs for the spring coming up. Some beautiful globe master um, ornamental onions and daffodils. So. Uh, fall is a great time to plant, so we kind of have everything that we would normally uh, have on the trail, and we're going to try and get them in before the ground freezes and then do all the hard work so next year we can just enjoy it. I do all my planning for, for Halloween just because it's, a, it's an easy day to remember. Oh. But even after, the, even after the first frost, you can keep planting. I'll plant all the way till Thanksgiving. And oh. all these plants, you could plant all the way to Thanksgiving. Yeah. So price-wise, what are we looking at for some of these beautiful plants we can take home for our own homes? Yeah, so uh, we basically try and keep it all simple. So anything, all the perennials are $15 a piece. The bulbs uh, kind of depends on which variety you get. And then the shrubs are 30 to $50. So we uh, try and keep it close to garden center prices, but also... This is a fundraiser for us. Hopefully, hopefully people are willing to, to pay a couple dollars more because it helps us with all the operation costs of this, along the trail. Again, the Indianapolis Cultural Trail hosting their third annual fall plant sale. I will absolutely be there. I look forward to, to our plant sales every, every season because I, I love to be with people and, and, and chat with them about their yards and help guide them and maybe um, give suggestions and things like that. So I will absolutely be here the whole time, 10 to 2, and would be happy to bring your questions um, we'll have we'll have some coffee. We'll have some art um, artists vending a couple couple things. It'll be a nice, just a nice, beautiful weekend, and hopefully, just a real nice event. So, even if people just want to stop by, it's, it's at our headquarters at 132 West Walnut. So, I appreciate you helping us spread the word. Absolutely, go to indieculturaltrail.org and uh, take a look at what they have. If you'd like to order ahead of time, again, 10 to 2, 100 percent of the proceeds goes back into keeping and maintaining that beautiful trail. Hey, it's great to have you with us. Hey, thank you, Ethan. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely, look forward to seeing everybody. Thank you so much.
It's 1031. Coming up, we're going to try to reach Susie Dietrich. She is one of Indiana's Red Cross volunteers, and I know she's headed or is in Florida. So we'll check in with her, try to reach her here, and just see how everything's going as we continue here on the first day. 93 WIBC. Welcome back to the first day on 93 WIBC. It is Terry Stacy along with producer Kylan Talley. And even before Hurricane Ian hit Florida on Wednesday, Hoosiers were already on the way to help. Uh, we've got linesmen from Indiana that are there restoring power. Midwest Food Bank loaded up semis full of supplies. Indiana Task Force already on the way. And uh, even the Indiana National Guard providing assistance. However, they've been called back. They've said, no, your services aren't needed at the moment. So they've all come home but the red cross indiana volunteers are also in florida and joining us now is Susie dietrich she is a and has been a red cross volunteer for two years now Susie, i'm so glad we get a few minutes with you where are you oh my pleasure to talk to you um i am in orlando florida right now and how many red cross volunteers from indiana are with you that number, I don't know, but I know my partner, um, just he and I drove from Indianapolis. Um, there were others that got deployed to different parts of the state. I just don't know the exact, um, probably 50 uh, IRVs vehicles that were deployed. You and your partner right there in Orlando. When did you actually arrive in Orlando? Uh, we arrived yesterday afternoon. What are the images that you're seeing in Orlando? Orlando is pretty dry right now, but when you get further west or east, you know, it gets worse uh, yeah. as you get to closer to the beaches. And What you're doing in Orlando at the moment, uh, describe what you're doing. Are you waiting for more instructions? or Right now, um, every morning we have a meeting, and they tell us exactly what we are doing. And my partner and I are driving these vehicles that are called IRVs. They're emergency response vehicles. Uh, we deliver food to people in these vehicles. So we got an assignment. Excuse me. That's okay. We got an assignment this morning, and we are headed. We're going to head out to a location and pass out what they call um, heater meals, which are very similar to those um, meal rations that the uh, military would use. Oh, sure. You, you know, you crack them up. And, you, and they heat up and, yeah. you know. So we're going to pass out as many as we can do today. We're going to go get probably probably about 500 heater meals. Uh, and we're going to just do that all day long until our shift is over. Where exactly are we going? Can you unlock the door so I can get the paper? And I can tell you <laughs> the exact location. <laughs> oh, Bonita Springs. That's where we're headed. I'm sorry. That's I wasn't okay. very well prepared. This is Susie Dietrich, and she's a, a Red Cross volunteer from right here in central Indiana, and they are in Florida right now. So I was going to ask you, have you seen anything like what you're about to experience with Hurricane Ian? Have you been on other scenes after a hurricane? Yes, Hurricane Marco, Laura, and Hurricane Ida. And it's, yeah, you see some interesting things. I mean, it's it's intense. It's it's, it can be very, very difficult for some people to do this, but Red Crossers um, as a whole, we've learned to vent 
to each other Red Crossers or your partner that you're assigned to mm-hmm. because a lot of times if you don't, you know, and you bottle up all up, it, it can really bother some people. How long will you stay? Do you know? Uh, minimum two weeks. Okay. The Red Cross certainly needs more volunteers to learn the job that you're doing, as well as other types of volunteer positions, and also to donate right now. Please go to redcross.org. Just go to redcross.org slash donate. Please donate. We need volunteers to physically help. You can also help virtually. You don't have to go anywhere, but yes, we need the help. And please donate. Hey, Susie, take good care of yourself. Stay safe. We appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. It is 1042. Rescue teams on Saturday were able to go door-to-door on Pine Island, which has been completely isolated for days for any, from anyone. Uh, power was knocked out to over 64,000 customers in North Carolina, more than 21,000 in Virginia as of Saturday evening, and almost 2 million still without power in Florida. The death toll continues to rise. 1,000 were rescued in Florida yes, uh, by yesterday's date. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said Saturday that SpaceX executive Elon Musk was helping Southwest Florida regain internet connectivity by positioning a satellite to improve coverage in that region and providing 120 Starlink ground stations for people nearby. Florida's Volusia County Community Information Director said on Saturday afternoon that the Daytona International Speedway was flooded also by Hurricane Ian. It's going to take such a long time, such a long time for things to get back to normal in so many parts of Florida, a place that a lot of us call home, our second home. And we certainly have lots of friends and neighbors down there. Um, as I mentioned earlier, in Fort Myers, so many Hoosiers there now uh, calling Florida home. And, um, and there's there's businesses that they've opened. And so uh, certainly our hearts break for those and, and keep them in your prayers as well. In just a little bit, we're going to talk to Jeff Cardwell. You'll hear from him and their People Helping People Network, along with the IMPD Motorcycle Drill Team, are headed to Florida on Wednesday, about Wednesday or Thursday. And we'll let you know what you can do do right now to help as they continue to collect uh, supplies and water. We'll let you know where you can donate uh, coming up in the next hour. You're listening to the first day. Thanks for joining us here. It's 1043-93 WIBC. Hey, good morning to you. It is 1047 on a really beautiful Sunday morning. We've seen a few Titans fans on Monument Circle, along with a couple of Colts fans. Tailgating has already started around Lucas Oil Stadium. They began around 8 o'clock this morning cooking up breakfast. But you'll have an easy walk today. I think the roof is open at Lucas Oil Stadium. I don't know why we make that such a big deal, but yes, it's open. (laughs) I mean, that's what I heard. I don't know. Kylan will have to confirm that. Uh, But I think that uh, if you care, the roof will be open. Something else. One of the fun events of the year is the Pacers Fan Jam over at Gainbridge Field House. And it is actually coming up. It will be a week from today, if you can believe it, October 9th at Gainbridge, 11 o'clock. Uh, the game, uh, the fun all starts at noon, again, a week from today. They'll have a, a live Indiana Pacers scrimmage. Then they have this rookie talent show that is so much fun. You'll get a T-shirt and food vouchers for hot dog chips and uh, a Pepsi. 
there you can sign up for the Pacers Kids Club. Uh, there's all kinds of family fun entertainment post-program photograph sessions and uh, a chance to be a, f- a featured Indiana Pacers commercial person. You, you might have a chance to be in a Pacers commercial, basically, uh, by, sec- by sitting in Section 13. It's just a fun, fun day. But here's the thing. you got to have a ticket. It's a free ticket. But tickets will start going for... Not sale, but you can get your free ticket tomorrow, six per person, tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. for the Pacers Fan Jam. And it always goes really, really fast. So just go ahead and and Google, if you would, um, Pacers Fan Jam. 2022 and you'll find a link that will get you to that free ticket that you can get again tomorrow starting at 10 a.m they go fast one week from today yep pacers back at it as they begin and they host their pacer fan jam presented by gainbridge hope you can get a ticket for that one because it is loads of fun all right first day food news kylan you got something i always have food news terry yeah Love it. Love it, too. McDonald's is serving adult Happy Meals this month. So starting Monday and running through October 30th, you can go and just relive your childhood nostalgia. This is brilliant. (laughs) It really is. It's brilliant. There are two different varieties, right? You can have a Big Mac Happy Meal or I think a Quarter Pounder Happy Meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you get the Cactus Plant Flea Market Meal, you can get all the different character little toys. Right. And then the new one, Cactus Buddy. You're smiling about that, but I'm happy because they, again, are taking us back in time to when some of us were kids. And you could get, I think, a Hamburglar, I think is one of the characters. Uh-huh. Hamburglar, which you all remember. And Birdie is one of my favorites. Okay. He's all just, I can't remember. he's just interesting. I don't know what, like Mayor McCheese, I don't think he's a part of it. But uh, anyway, that's tomorrow. That starts yes. tomorrow. Oh, okay, I gotta a great have way one. To start it's just your fun. It's just so much fun. Uh, and in more food news, Kylan, you went to the opening of oh, Cineholic, my Cineholic. new favorite cinnamon rolls, which is a chain, but mm-hmm. still locally owned and operated, right? Yeah, they have ten different bakeries. I counted up on in the U.S., mostly in the Midwest, but this is going to be the first one in Indiana, and it's in Central Indiana, just right in Carmel. And they had their grand opening on Friday, and so they've just been through their opening weekend. I enjoyed my time. I got to Tell try. Tell me how many little, people were there. Oh my gosh. Terry, the line was snaking through the parking lot. It was so. It was a long wait. It was a very long wait. I. Uh, it was so wonderful, though. But the owner, she is such a doll. Uh, Sonia Strosser, she. Can we just call her and, and just like you do a call little her? checkup? Yeah, can we can do we? that? Call yeah. her. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let me get this. This never number. works out. Just, Let's no, try no, it, no, though. No, no I know. Not open quite I mean, yet. I'm hoping. Okay. Let's okay. try. I'm always up for something. Let's try it. While you're dialing her up, does anybody want to see Mellencamp? Ooh, I do. I don't really have any tickets for it, but tickets are going on sale this week. Hello? Hi, Sonia. This is Kylan Talley calling from WIBC, First Day with Terry Stacy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, but the more important question is, how are you? How's everything going so far now that you guys are open? It's like, um, you know, it's a good problem to have. We start to look like, mm-hmm. oh, there's no line. <laughs> there's <a> line. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's all the people. There it is. 
which is fantastic but i mean oh lord it's a lot um mm -hmm. i wish we had more people i mean if there's one thing that i really need is more people you guys I are hiring right now yeah all the time yes Mm -hmm. Even with the limited number of staff that you guys have right now, how did the grand opening weekend go? There were hundreds and hundreds, I mean, of people that we sold like over a thousand old yesterday. Uh, oh that's only God. just the role alone. And I mean, I think there were so many other things, but you know, there are people who are very, very happy and that would be, that's okay. I, I will be added into that category. I was so happy. I Okay, going into it, I love Cinnabon so much. And they closed the yeah. one that was near us at Leeson Circle Center Mall. Yeah. And yeah. that was so sad. And so then going into this, I was like, well, it's not going to be as good as Cinnabon. Oh, my gosh. I got in the car, took one bite. I immediately started texting my friends. I was like, guys, guys, I found my new obsession. And I became a Cineholic. I did. Oh, that's wonderful. That is really wonderful. And right now I'm fighting a very uphill battle and I expected it, but I didn't expect it to be this intense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I want to give greatness, but at the end of the day, these are people working so hard. I mean, mm -hmm. that was the longest day of my life. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I showed up and oh. saw the line just snaking across yeah. the parking lot. And it yeah. was... It was a really good thing to see. Even though it was a whole lot to deal with for you guys, you still managed it and we're still getting yeah. people out, still making the rolls, even if it was so difficult. Yes. They were happy. People were happy because we were like serving dough samples and brownie bite samples and cookie dough samples and everything that I could think of. And then all the stuff going on outside, we did this carnival thing, cookie eating contest, right. photo booth and all that. Everything was very popular. People have been nice. The ones that are coming in and getting it, most of them have understood that we are a scratch kitchen. We make everything to order. Oh my gosh, like I forgot everything. about that. Yes, we are a scratch oh. kitchen. We don't do frozen anything. We our frostings, our made-in-house cookie dough, brownies, and our obviously our, our star. Basically, everything is made. Even chocolate sauce and, and like some of the blueberry jam and this that we make that in-house. You know, just give us a minute, and it takes 12 minutes to bake like a batch. So, however many trays we can get in there, I think 10 at a time. We, we do our best, but it is a scratch kitchen. So at the end of the day, we are at the mercy of yeah. <laughs> something's happening. It's warm and we don't sell, like we sell only 30 minutes past baking. We don't sell anything that's past that 30 minute point because they're fresh and they're soft and they're amazing. You know, after, I think Tuesday is national, um, cinnamon roll day so we're doing buy I'm one get one uh free which is gonna be <laughs> oh my gosh it's sonia strasser the co-owner of cineholic in carmel thank you so much for taking time out of your sunday especially being open for just having a little conversation with us on the first day thank you so much i have appreciated this little time to laugh and just have a nice conversation I'll have to come see you soon. Maybe even on Tuesday for that buy one, get one free cinnamon rolls for National Cinnamon Roll Day. Cineholic is open until 9 o'clock tonight. Terry and I have a bit more planned with you for next hour. Pinner's Conference, Heartland Film Fest with another filmmaker, and then the Red Cross. All of that on next hour of first day. The news is next on 93 WIBC.